2: My fellow DDP Yoda warriors, what is happening? It is Wednesday night. It is 9 p.m. Eastern time from where I currently reside here in uh, the mid-North Carolina, Raleigh area. Uh, And I know Crystal's up in Canada where uh, it's basically the night of the Twisters up there. I was expecting her to drop (laughs) in my backyard this week. She's sending me these videos of these tornadoes up there that made me almost, let's just say, downloading my pants a little bit. So, <laughs> Crystal, how are you? Are you safe? Are you good? I'm safe. I'm safe.
0: I'm good, you, guys,
2: you know. You guys got hit pretty hard up there, so you sent me these videos, and I was at a concert. I was at a concert when you were sending me these videos. We went inside Jason Isbell uh, here in Raleigh, and there was this outdoor concert, and it was just the most beautiful, beautiful night. We're outside on this big hill out there watching the show. And you're sending me these videos of these insane tornadoes. And about halfway through the concert, the wind started picking up big time. And I'm uh-huh. like, oh, I probably shouldn't have made fun of her because now they're the <laughs> Karma's a bitch. So, uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: Oh, that's <laughs> but, um, crazy. I'm glad you
2: are safe and I'm good. And I guess there's some crazy weather out there right now across the entire U.S. and probably Canada, too, because oh. there's always some crazy weather happening up there.
0: Yeah, no kidding. We had three probably, three really good, well, it all started out as thunderstorms, and then it just kind of went from there. And, whoo, you want to talk about crazy. Crazy. But I didn't yeah, end that's... in Kansas. <laughs> that's
2: good. <laughs> what about your dog, Toto?
0: <laughs> right? Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> um. <laughs>
2: Uh, but speaking of which, uh, you're talking about the weather and stuff up there. I'm, fr- I'm originally from New England, so we had snow. But when I came down here to North Carolina, I'm always I'm a fan of thunderstorms. Like I'll go out and sit on the porch and watch them roll in. But there's been some storms since I've come down here that are like oof, little too uh, intense for my liking. But I'm glad you're safe, and I'm glad that Canada is uh, still with us, and uh, you're here to broadcast live for us with DDP Radio at DDP Radio DDP Live. live. Well, thank you um, and so we're gonna much. have a fun show tonight. Uh, hopefully. Um, yeah. I'd all right. Let a me messages. see here. Pat. And... Pat is having some problems connecting again, and uh, I uh, I don't know what's going on here because I, <laughs> last week we had a problem with him calling in via the, via the phone, and so we had him calling via Skype, and. I wasn't working, so I went ahead and did the pre-production of calling, blog talk, finding out how to uh, call in via Skype, yada, 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 because it wasn't working. And we've had people call in a million times. I know you called in through Skype. I've called in through Skype before. Yep. But for some yep. reason, they don't like Pat and they keep kicking him out. So, um, uh, Pat, if you're listening, um, try calling through the phone if you have a landline or well, probably doesn't have a landline, not with people anymore. But, uh we're going to try to figure this out on the fly um, because I thought with me doing the legwork beforehand, we would avoid these pitfalls, but my last name is Mullen, so uh, expect things <laughs> to go wrong when you're on the, on the line with me. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, I'm anyways, laughing with uh, you. First all, <laughs> yeah, so is life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, so, it's, uh, speaking of life, um, okay. First of all, um, I want to talk to you some people about some stuff that we got going on too. Because DDP Yoga, uh, the ramping up, a lot of stuff going on uh, the workshops, and don't forget the DDP Yoga treat, Retreat happening uh, in just right around the corner. If you haven't gotten in on that yet, I'm not sure if there's still time. There may not be, so you might want to call yeah. uh, Travel Smith uh, D D P Yoga Retreat dot com for more information on that. Um, a lot of stuff to talk about uh, First of all I want to give a little rub a you know, little rub, Like I'm going to give him the rub But uh, Jake the Snake Roberts uh, Just launched a podcast as well And he's been a guest And a guest host of this very podcast uh, He's sat in the chair Directing traffic and he's been a guest numerous times And we all know his Deep connection to the DDP yoga world And he's yep. out in Vegas right now And from all accounts What I'm hearing is he is friggin killing it Out there and, you know, not to be cynical, not to be, uh, like, I don't believe in people, but when he went out to Vegas, I thought that was going to be tough because an addict in Vegas is, is, is tough. But Jake has proven time and time again the resilience and just bouncing back. And when you expect him to go one way, he'll turn another. And he's, uh, he's crushing it out there right now. Yeah,
0: he's pretty amazing. I'm so proud of him. I'm so proud of you, Jake. Keep up the great work.
2: Yes, uh, absolutely. He looks phenomenal too. Um, phenomenal. Like he, when you looked at the, the the documentary when they went in and, and interviewed him in his home in Texas. If you look at that opening shot and look at him now, it looks like he's the guy in the opening scene. Son, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's just breathtaking, amazing, yeah. and. Um, which is why we do what we do here because Jake, the snake sure. Roberts, you know, he, they always say that, you know, uh, never underestimate the power you give somebody by believing in them. And basically uh, not everybody. Some people were world-class athletes. Some people were, were, you know, in a great place, but a lot of people who come here to DDP yoga, um, come from a place of desperation and come from rock bottom and they're looking for something. Yeah. And, if there isn't a better testament to what can be done when you put in the work, then Jake the Snake Roberts, I don't know what else to say.
0: I don't know how many times I've watched that story of Jake and whew, I'm telling you, it amazes me every single time. And I mean, the greatest thing about the whole story is he stepped outside of the box and actually just started Making it a priority to do the program, and wow, look where he is now. I mean, it's amazing. There's no other you word for it.
2: You mentioned the key phrase there: stepping outside of the box. And I think we have Pat on the line here, so I'm gonna grab him in just a second. Uh, I think it's sure, maybe yeah. Maybe a cell number or something, but I think I got him. You um, talk about stepping outside of the box, especially for a lot of those old-timers, the, the guys who've been in the business, or anybody who's been alive for a long period of time, we have a certain way of doing things. And uh, we yeah. have our comfort zone. We have our routines down. And the older you get, sometimes it's harder to kind of break that routine, break the way you do things. And they always say that no nothing, no change happens inside of your comfort zone. No growth happens inside of your comfort zone. Right. And it's really right. true. But it's so much easier said than done to just leave your comfort zone because whew, it's called your comfort zone for a reason because everything is safe and nice and calm in there. And going out yeah. into the unknown is, is, is scary for a lot of people. For me, yeah, it is. For I'm a victim of comfort. I, hard to kind of navigate outside of that. But you look at all those people who have taken the chance and all those people who have been successful and, and escaped their daily reality and great, not great, amazing things have happened to these people, life-changing things. People's lives have been saved, and people have yeah. are here today because of what DDP Yoga talks about and what Dallas kind of preaches to the DDP Yoga Choir of, you know, believing yourself, going for it, and just getting out of that rut, that comfort zone that you just convince yourself that you belong in.
0: Yeah, I think one of the biggest things that, you know, Dallas has taught me is no matter what you have resigned yourself to, it can be changed. It can be changed. And that even your fate, mm-hmm. in, you know, whatever you might think it might be, it can be changed. You just got to put the work in and getting out of your head is part of that. Part of that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, that's a deal. we'll talk about that with Pat. I'm going to bring him on. I'm want to unmute him now, and I'm going to intro him in a sec. So, Pat, sure. you're going to be unmuted. Uh, you just nailed a phrase there that I've been wanting to talk about, and I haven't actually gotten a chance to bring it up on the show yet. Um, but it's actually my biggest, one of my biggest, best qualities, and by far one of my worst qualities is I live so much inside of my head, and it's a dangerous place to be. It's yeah. a great place to be. I'm a very creative person. I can be creative and analytical, so I'm very much a thinker. I, my mind is always thinking. I told myself all the time, if I had the energy and the finances to make all of my thoughts and ideas happen, I'd be, I'd be a billionaire, you know. But you know, yeah. you're constantly thinking, and that creative, active mind is is a great thing. But it also, for a lot of analytical slash creative people, uh, when those two things come together, you really kind of can be your own worst enemy. And I do that Absolutely. a lot. I will get something and harp on something in my head that isn't necessarily an issue, but, but the more you think about it and the more you start playing around with ideas, you know, you get to worst-case scenario and you end up bringing yourself down. And it's a it's a hard place to be, and it's a lot of people's downfall. And I find that when I need to take a jump uh, in my life, the, I try to overanalyze things, I try to think things, and then I realize that I just need to cut myself out of the equation and just jump in and deal with the consequences later. And that's could be a good thing sometimes, but also a negative thing. Yeah. But it's one of those things that I feel I have a grasp on myself when I need to cut my analytical mind out of the equation and just go for it. And a lot of great things have happened once that cord is cut. And, you know, there's some negative things too. Things don't go right. But it's something you've got to kind of just jump in both feet occasionally.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I remember when I first came to DDP Mm -hmm. Yoga, I remember having a phone conversation with Dallas, and Dallas Dallas basically in a nutshell said to me, you know what, Crystal, half of the stuff, more than half of the stuff you're thinking about or ways that they'll go wrong, they'll never happen anyway. So plan Mm -hmm. on something positive happening and get off your butt and go do it. And who am I? And, with and, Dallas.
2: Exactly, and that's how people have been successful here. And yeah. I think we have Pat here, who is probably one of DDP Yoga's most consistent uh, competitors, if you will. Uh, Pat, are you here? Yeah. Am I here? You tell me. Can you
0: hear me? Yay! I, Hi, Pat. I hear
2: you. And you sound better than last week. Um, I don't know really what I call. I called Blog Talk to find out how to connect. They gave me the information. When I signed on, that Skype link was at the top of my studio. Then when I went to click it, it was gone. So we're going to try to make do with what we have. But can you give me a little check to see where we're at uh, level wise?
1: Check. How
2: are you doing over there?
0: All
2: right. Well, this all right. Let's see if actually... we can get this yeah it's it's just choppy it's 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 in and out like it's hard to it seems like uh maybe the service isn't great um, yeah. let me um actually all right well i'm gonna try to figure this out uh as we go along, but we're gonna try to make do with what we have at the moment um as usual uh <laughs> flying by the seat of my pants and and it goes wrong last minute but um we're gonna to try to make you uh, did you try calling under the uh, through skype to the three four seven nine nine four number yeah okay all right well uh that's that idea okay. um and uh, you try to, did you go to the link for the the show and click the skype link by any chance
1: Right, that's that's the best way to try to get in. I tried that a couple of times, and it picks up for a second, and then it just hangs up.
2: Okay. Oh, cool. Well, we, uh, we'll we try uh, again in a little bit, but right now it seems like wherever you're at, you're sounding better. So we're going to try to plow along with this, and when you drop out and we can't hear you, I'll just make up answers for you, whether you like it or not. Oh, just... great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was born a poor... <laughs> There you uh, go. <laughs> all right. Well, first of all, we talked last week, and Pat McDermott basically blew up the Internet. So I've been kind of uh, – I've been teasing the sequel. We've got Pat McDermott 2, Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> Pat McDermott 2, Tokyo Drift, Chew Pat, too Curious. <laughs> so uh, we got the sequel here, Pat McDermott back again. And we got to crack the surface last week, but now we're going to get into a little bit deeper because you have a lot of stuff to say, and I know that um, – you know, your changes in life have been kind of, you know, really, really extreme. Not extreme in a bad way, but you've gone from, you know, overweight, you know, eating junk food, and you're living, literally working in the health industry right now, like the health food industry. And we talked last week about your journey and what made you kind of, you know, you know go that route. But talk to me about dealing with the changes in diet and how you've become, you know, basically a 180 uh, the way you were to where you are now.
1: you should really consider taking gluten and dairy out so uh my first job back in the working uh world after that was actually in a grocery store where i was between the dairy and the bread all day long and uh so i had to tell people uh, people kept asking me about all these things that i was no longer eating like which dairy which yogurt's the best which milk is the best like none of them don't touch them you know and uh so then I decided, you know, if I'm going to make this um, legitimate, if I'm going to be able to keep this up, I have to indulge, like, I have to get into the health industry, and I have to start working. So I started working at this little health food store about five minutes before I was living, and I worked for a good three years or so, and really started
2: understanding how the industry works. Uh, I I don't know if I I don't know if you dropped out or what, but um uh to get back into it um so you got into the health food industry and, and I, you talked about being surrounded by the you know the dairy and the yogurts and breads and stuff like that um it's it's not only you know I know we believe what we believe about the food and the deep yoga and stuff. And as much as you believe something, you know, being surrounded by that can't be easy all the time either. either you know, putting yourself in a place where you can be successful, a place where you can, uh, you know, thrive in your environment. And, you know, we've all been there when we're working a gig or a job or something and we're trying to eat really clean and you go into the break room and there's a giant cake <laughs> waiting for everyone. and You know, it can be right, brutal. Yeah. And, so, Pat, when you kind of, you know, you realize your surroundings, first of all, I don't buy into all this. And second of all, you know, it can't be healthy to just surround yourself with these negative, you know, vices from your past all the time. How did you kind of, uh, you know, how did your life change once you got out of that environment? Uh,
0: a lot
2: more
1: food crap, honestly. So, you know, i heard things like people.
2: Mm. Brutal. Um oh, <laughs> let me see. This connection's um, wild. Yeah, it's 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 not it's not good. I'm gonna try to uh, um let's see. Uh anybody in the chat room have any ideas? Uh yeah, it's just I mean it's, it's just a bad connection. I think uh a cell phone. I think yeah. it's on a cell phone and it's just it just sounds really rough. Um uh Ger- robber <laughs> that's
0: my answer there, right <laughs>
2: um so we're gonna try to we're gonna try to piece this together as much as we can um and uh you know get get as much out as you as you as you can um until uh you know we basically just create your own life story um and you just it's gonna be your known public record from now on. Oh, uh, Jarvis was was one of the original little rascals. Got kicked out of the troop for uh, for violence on set. That was a true story. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, well, okay, well let's just go here because um, we got kind of the gist of what you were saying. Is you know things change once you got out of the environment of, you know, surrounding yourself. And that's one of the things that, you know, people who make changes, significant changes, we talked about Jake earlier, we talked about food and yeah. health, lifestyle. Um, you got you know, it's, it's a hard thing to do, but sometimes you have to change your environment. And for addicts, that means cutting out certain people in your life that are negative. And for me, like me, a food junkie, fat junkie, it means that I have to stay away from the foods that are triggers for me because no matter how well I've done, how long I've been on program how long it's been straight and narrow somebody put something in my in my cupboard like it's going to be you know, every time I open it it's going to be one of those things that just you've got to fight and you've got to surround yourself with the tools to be successful and I know that Pat yeah. uh, when, when doing this he's actually become super knowledgeable of, of this you know he didn't just move into the health industry he's like, he's like an encyclopedia people ask him for advice on, on Facebook and stuff and uh, it became a passion of yours, didn't it? Absolutely. Did that word come through?
0: Yep. <laughs> yes.
1: Okay. Uh, I'll just give you some, yeah, some one-word answers here, because otherwise it's going to be atrocious. So, you, yeah, you just tell me what I did, and I'll I'll agree or disagree. <laughs> 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 uh,
0: <laughs>
2: so, yeah, we, we, you know, you, you've really kind of, you've really, your people come to you. And that's the thing about the DDPO community, which is great, Is Pat, when you came, you know, you came a little after me, and then when I came, I was kind of relying on the people before me, because there's always that class before you that kind of brings you into the DDPO community and educates you. It really is kind of like a system Mm -hmm. where we just, we help along the next people, and you're one of those guys that people turn to for stuff like that, because you're around it on a daily basis, and you know, as a guy in our mid-thirties in the wrestling business, and, and are you are you a vegan, hundred percent, or vegetarian? No, I Pat think he's German gone, eats, Mike. Eats, it's, Pat McDermott eats cats and children for dinner. That's been <laughs> confirmed. No. but I, I, I'm I'm pretty sure Pat. Um, you know, he's, he's completely changed his, his, his eating his lifestyle, and he's completely changed the way he does things. And for someone like me, what I was going to go with that, you know, in, in mid 30s, I know Pat's around my age. For uh, us, especially surrounded by wrestlers and stuff like that, it's kind of hard to live that lifestyle. I mean, you're, you know, you're around people who go and they beat people up and have a match or two, and then they go to the latest bar and they hang out and eat crap. And, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to kind of stay, you know, sober from the bullshit food
0: yeah. while you're uh, yeah. kind of living that
2: life. And, um, you know, it, it really is a balance, and, and you've got to be successful, and you got to set yourself up for success. And uh, I think Pat just moving into that, you know, different place in his life and different uh, surroundings has given him the opportunity to kind of be here still, to kind of uh, yeah. show off the walk.
0: I think it's amazing because you, have you ever heard that old adage that, you know, you can't outrun your fork. So making long lasting change is really important. And Pat is true testament that, you know, what, what he was doing may not have been working well for him. So he changed the environment totally. And look at him now.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, for sure. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying to, I'm actually, as I'm kind of, you know, talking here, I'm trying to figure out how to get him connected. So I'm logging on to something right now to hopefully try to figure this out and get him on for the rest of the show. Um, that's okay? At, if you're if you, if you can hear me, can you text me your Skype address if you have one? I know you gave it to me last time. Um, but um so yeah, we're going to try to get this situated and I'm probably going to be rambling in the meantime while I try to figure this out. But, you know, Crystal, t- talk to me for a second because I know sure. that uh you know, you've been here a long time too and and you know, I, I know that you're, you're you're home quite a bit and I I work from home and you know, when yep. you're kind of uh, in a position where you're kind of just to your own vices and you can make your own choices and you can, you know, I can have everything I want. I'm a grown adult. I've proven time and time again that I'm terrible to be trusted as an adult when it comes to food because, you know, you always had your, your parents telling you, You know, don't eat that. You had, you know, you don't eat your Twinkies and then dinner. You know, but now that you're an adult, I feel like you know it's kind of like entering the Wonka factory. It's like I can do whatever I want. It was like Dreamland. Right. And some of us can't be trusted with that. So it's it's hard. Self navigate. How do you self navigate and how do you self police yourself?
0: Okay, so my backstory. I have a little bit of a backstory. So I have a child who has. (laughs) seven pages of allergies. So that kind of eliminates a lot of stuff. And by stuff, I mean, you know, things with dead calories or or just anything that we would classify as junk food. So I've really had to come up with, you know, different ways to do things. So, sorry? So, you know, you go about and. (laughs) you um, just find different ways of doing things. So, you know, like we make chocolate pudding with avocados in it. My kids don't know that there's avocados in it, but I do. So there's always a balance to take whatever your favorite food is. The internet is a wonderful tool. Um, And there's always, there's someone in the world who has made something healthy just to get you, but it might not be the exact um, thing that you're used to. Say if you crave Doritos or whatever, I'm not sure, but there's a healthier way to do it. Um, there's always a healthier way to do it. So for the most part, you know, we eat all different kinds of foods, but anything that is classified as a treat food, we've chances are we've tinkered with it. So it's not so much junk as it is, It has some benefit to it.
2: That's such a great point. And we have Pat via Skype. That's who I was was trying to cue him in the call and mute myself, but I forgot to mute myself. So we have Pat. Let's try this out. Pat, hello?
1: Okay, how's this?
2: That's perfect. Ah, There we go. Perfect.
1: (laughs) All right, now we're back. I only ate cats and children once, Mike, and you know
2: it.
0: All right? (laughs) You're so awesome.
2: (laughs) All right. Well, we finally got Pat, and uh, thank you. That'll do it. Until next week, GDP Radio is live right now. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, No, but uh, I'm glad we have you, because now we can finally tell your story correctly. But uh, uh, Crystal was just talking about, um, you know, changing, you know, uh, foods to kind of make it, you know, Cleaner, which uh, something our, our original co-host, Stacey Morris, has a whole book dedicated yeah, to yeah. being able yeah. to enjoy this kind of lifestyle because a lot of people think it's just eating rabbit food 24-7, but there's so many options. Nope. The difference is oh. uh-uh. you just got to put a little effort in, and sometimes the effort is what, you know, scares people away. But right. you can enjoy yourself. And, Pat, I'm sure with you kind of working in that, in that business and having the knowledge you do about this kind of stuff – you've tinkered with things in your life and and kind of adapted to the way you eat now.
1: Absolutely. I kind of find it very therapeutic to actually cook your food. Like that's, that's a big thing for me is actually taking the time to prepare that food instead of getting something in a package where I used to be, I used to be someone who would go to, you know, Wendy's or wherever, you know, three or four times a week to now it's like every night I get home, I make my salad, I get some tempeh or some other, you know, uh, some beans or something like that. And and I don't, um I don't miss the old stuff anymore. Cause it wouldn't taste good. Like I remember when I started doing DDP yoga every month, I would do this thing where I kind of called it like putting crap in the gas tank where I would go and I would get like something fast food that I used to like, and then I would eat it. And then I'd realize, wow, that really kind of sucked. And yep. then I would go, man, the next morning I'd feel like and I don't even drink. I'd be like, man, is this what a hangover feels like? You know, from like the high fructose corn syrup and all the additives and stuff. And then it kind of made me wean away from that food because I was like, I'm not getting anything. It's just wasted money and and empty right. calories.
2: Yep. It's it's such a weird, like, I we've talked about this before, but there's such a huge psychological aspect of, of being overweight that a lot of mm-hmm. people don't touch upon. Um, we, Katie and I were talking about this uh, recently. Um, my my, my fiance Katie, she, she, we we were talking to ourselves because we just we had a moment where we were just like I'm gonna eat like crap. I don't care. I know I'm gonna feel like garbage afterwards, but I need this day. And we went and just <laughs> binged on this crap food. And almost directly after, we were waiting for the crash, and it came, and we felt like death. And we we sat there and we kind of analyzed ourselves. We like we knew that we were barely going to enjoy this meal and we were going to feel like shit for the next day and a half afterwards, but we still right. do it. It's such a weird psychological kind of I don't know, a kind of a masochistic lifestyle because yeah. I realized you know, a long time ago that I could either be the cause or the solution to my own problems. And with yeah. that knowledge, with the knowledge of knowing that I could feel amazing, that I could you know walk up the stairs free, I cannot not feel sick. I still put myself through that, which is such a weird psychological place to be, knowing that I have the power to feel amazing, but instead just kind of giving in to the temptation of the minute
1: right it's it's another thing that I found kind of interesting about being in the health food industry and and now being a vegan too. Uh, I have to remind you guys every ten minutes that's part of what vegans do um. <laughs> I noticed that, like, there's a lot of, and Dallas said it too, there's a lot, there's so much vegan junk food. It's so true. And, you know, I'm privy to it pretty much all day. So it, it presents another challenge where it's like I'm out of, you know, all the dairy and the gluten and all the other garbage that I used to eat, but I'm in this world where people are still offering me sugary treats all the time, and just because it's vegan doesn't mean it's healthy. Just because it's gluten-free That's doesn't right. always mean it's healthy. So, That's right, hmm you want to move towards whole foods. You want to move towards cooking. And then like I was trying to say before when I was gurgling all out was uh, the big transition like you were talking about where I'd be offered pizza and soda and all these other things was I was all about food prep, man. Like I'd show up at work I'd have a big sweet potato and a salad. And when I was eating meat, maybe I had like a side of chicken or something like that. And people like you really make that for yourself every day. I'm like, yeah, because I care about myself now.
2: It takes things to the next level. It really does. And people look at food prep as kind of like a pain in the ass. I was one of those, just like you. It was takeout. You know, Domino's pizza at mm-hmm. two in the morning. You know, get as much as you can done for you without having to lift a finger yourself. And get that fed, that, you know?
1: uh, that money in the brief bank uh, briefcase of uh, White Castles. Yeah, yeah, I've been there before.
2: <laughs> exactly, but I'm, you know. I actually taught myself how to cook. I didn't know how to cook. I've never cooked in my life. I taught myself how to cook, and then I realized how much I loved it and how much, how much I enjoyed just putting on my headphones, listening to music, and making dinner for my fiance. It's just it, there was something, you know, you know, when they say you, uh, you want to build your it. own cabinets, you have a sense of pride. Yeah. You know, it was you served dinner, you enjoyed cooking it, and I got so much more bang for my buck. I'm not a cheapskate. I don't mind spending money, but there's certain things that I feel like aren't worth spending money on. And buying right. a $30 pizza or buying, making some chicken that's going to last me three dinners, I found that hard to kind of rationalize, that kind of
1: Right, and and gentlemen. you've also made it taste like how you want. You've used whatever seasonings, right. whatever you want. you really set it to your own personal tastes.
0: Can I interrupt? I don't know what White Castle is. What's White Castle?
1: Uh, it's like it's mini a place for big cheeseburgers, mini
2: hamburgers. hamburgers
0: big band here and Sid locked this <laughs> thing
2: up in the British bulldog, and it was this little person that ran out and tried to blow up the boat. Oh, I just so don't know what
0: that yeah. is. <laughs> That's hilarious.
2: No, it's so it's, it's a it's, hamburger joint in the U.S.
0: Oh, I see. It's, uh, they have the, I
2: see. These little tiny, they're they're terrible. I when yeah. I, I I people a lot of people know I said to tour with uh, some of the guys from Guns and Roses, and on the first tour that I did. They brought me. They said, "You ever? You want to go? Have you ever been to White Castle?" And we were in New York. We were playing a club there, and I said, "No." So we spent. It was like before Harold and Kamari came out. We spent forever looking for an open White Castle, so they could show me this White Castle. And we went in, and it's like middle downtown New York City. At three a.m., so the clientele was. Oh my uh, god! It was. she was kind of. It was kind of <laughs> sketchy in there. And after many drinks, long story short, I put my wrestling gear gear on and cut a Matt Foley promo at three a.m. in a White Castle, but the hamburgers were terrible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> at least oh the promo god. was memorable. Right, Pat? Do you see the visual? Oh, oh my goodness! Oh. <laughs> so sorry, Chris. Good lord! Up. No, no, it's just it's amazing. Um, just what I mean. There was a rule of thumb because I put myself through nutrition school at one stage because I didn't know how to feed my kids. Honestly, when you chalk up that many pages of sensitivities and allergies, I I will be the first to admit I would stand in the food aisles and cry. And then I got smart. I had someone say to me that you need to shop on the outside of the store only. Don't go into the aisles.
1: Oh, shop the perimeter, right, yeah.
0: Yeah, right, because that's all the fresh stuff is on the outside of the store, not in the aisles. That's where you start. And I mean, I really started to understand The grocery shopping really is, um, it's like real estate. The companies pay for placement in a grocery Mm -hmm. store, so I I had no idea at one stage of the game. I know now that for my betterment um, and that of my family, it's more important for me to stay on the outside. Everything else I either get at a farmers market or a health food store, like you work in, Pat. And I mean, that's right where, yeah. I just, and I mean, I have my own health issues that I have to be very mindful of. So, you know, it's all a balance. It is a shift. It is a, some hard work. If you're starting at the very beginning of all this, it's not easy. It's not easy, but it is doable. It is doable. That's what
1: I noticed in this industry, too, was a really, like, I put myself in a position not only to help myself, but now I'm able to help others. Like, I have a lot of people, one of the most common things people come into a health food store is, is they're looking for a magic bullet to lose weight, but I I can share my story with them and kind of show them that it isn't as simple as a magic bullet. Like, I don't, I don't believe in the, in the magic bullet supplements. They last for like five or six months. They'll be hot because Dr. Oz talks about them. And then next yeah. thing you know, it's like nobody lost any weight, but I get to share my story with these people and show that. And then they ask, well, what do you eat? Why do you choose to eat this? And it opens up that. And then like, like Mike said, I've been able to help some people in the DDP yoga community, which is a blessing too, where I can share my knowledge from being inside this industry with them. So it really like one helps the other, you know, like I can help yeah. share DDP yoga with these people and I can help share great food with people who I know from DDP yoga and, the community is great. I mean, I would say probably two thirds of my Facebook list now is probably people I know from DDP Yoga, and it's, yeah. it's great to interact with those people.
0: Yeah,
2: absolutely.
0: I was going to say, Pat, you nailed it on the head
2: right there. With you know, people come in looking for the latest fad of the moment, and you know, it's it's one of those things that I, I've grown as a, you know, from a child to an adult with a severe distrust mm-hmm. of any kind of supplement, whether it works or not. Because you remember when we were kids, you know, they were pitching, you know, low-fat, diet this, diet this, you know, with your, to your parents. Yeah. And they, they pushed all this stuff and that's healthy, and then you realize that it's all BS. We move on to the next thing. And right. the, the diet industry is just a cycle of, Here's what's the here's what's going to work for you, and then being disproven. And the things that are always never out of line with being healthy are are the whole foods, the the vegetables, you know, the fruits, the the exercise, the calisthenics. It's, it's always the same formula, but for some reason there's always some charlatan that's trying to convince us that it's just as easy as doing this, and then right later on it becomes disproven. To right. So yeah. you get a distrust of any kind of person selling you any kind of diet industry you know, supplement or shake or whatever.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's really tough. I mean, I there are brands that I like, but they're using whole foods. They're using um, organic and non-GMO verified ingredients. And they're, you know, like a lot of the things that I see on the store shelves, like if you go into um, your Targets, your Walmarts and those places, like most of the stuff on there, you look on the back and I could tell in two seconds, it's like, no, this is, this is just like ground up houseplants pretty much.
0: Right, right. And I mean, and I think that you just mm-hmm. tipped on something, Pat, that's really huge. A lot of people don't even look at labels anymore.
1: Right, if right. They if they ever you, did. Yeah.
0: Right? Yeah. Right.
1: And if you don't know what it is, or if you're looking at something that's a million different types of protein extracts, it's not right. the same as eating that whole food. Like, oh, great, you took the, you took the soy protein out and you hydrogenated it. Like, why, why would I want to eat that now?
2: Right, exactly. That doesn't happen anywhere else. No one else has that level of trust. Like, you go in there and hand someone a gel capsule and just say, here, take this. No one's going to take that without asking what the hell's in it. You know, you go to a bar, someone hands you, like, a steaming blue drink and says, have a sip. You're not going to be like, all right, I don't know you, what is this? But there's this level of trust that is being (laughs) betrayed by people who think they're getting one thing and then, you know, he's getting another, and it's just one of those things that just because it's got a fancy label on it, we're not going to question it, you know? I'll, right. I'll tell you what, Mike. Exactly.
1: The company representatives don't like me when they come to present their product to me. <laughs> they don't like me because the first thing I ask for, they go, well, here's the price point. Here's what you can sell for. Here's this and this and this. Is I was like, do you have uh, the ingredients on you by chance? Oh, I left that in my car. Oh, you left that in your car. The most important part, and you left it in your car. Does anybody else ask you for these?
2: Uh, th- uh, you, know, you can get a good look at a cheap-on-steak by hitting your boat. I can't even say You know what I'm saying. It's just, uh, might as well take the butcher's word for it, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. But, it's... It's <laughs> or,
1: uh, you know, I'll call people out mind. on on fake sugars. They're like, oh, it has aspartame in it. I'm like, oh, then, then get the heck out of here.
0: Okay. Get to walking. That's, yeah, that's a biggie right there. Right there. Artificial sweeteners, that is huge. Hmm? Touch- So when I was in nutrition school, we had a speaker come in and somebody questioned them about um, seeing artificial sweeteners on like in anything. And I'll never forget this. He said the best thing that you can do for yourself and your body and your well-being is when you see see, um, any of those aspartame. Oh, God, there's a whole sucrose, like sorbitol, all of it. Um, you need to look at that, and when you see that, the word "chemical shit storm" should be going through your head.
1: <laughs> yep, yep, pretty because much. Because
0: that's what it that's what it does to your body is it throws it into such a turmoil, it doesn't know how to deal with anything, and then it stores it, and then you're no right. better off than you were when you took it. So right, yeah, yeah, yep.
1: It's, and then a lot of these foods digest the- certain orders. So like if you put. You know, you put certain foods in, in certain in a certain order, the body doesn't know it's like, wait, do I digest the carbohydrate or the fat or the protein? It doesn't know what to do. So like you right, said, it just stores right. it in fat.
0: Yeah, because it your body doesn't know any different. Your body doesn't know any different. That's what it's you know kind of the your world body we live in. Will, Yeah, your body stores um sugar for fuel. And if you are taking in more then you're moving. Well, what do you think is going to happen? You're going to store it. It makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. If, if those, you're not moving to lose things, it... Go ahead, Mike.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. I, just, uh, I got a lag here on my end. It's just I, I thought you were done, and then I tried to chime in and then I stuck <laughs> on your toes. I'm sorry.
0: Ah, uh, it's I okay. was uh,
2: just going to... Uh, I was just going to say that, uh, it's you know, we live in kind of that instant gratification world. And, and you know, we're looking like you know, we, 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 we the Vine generation, the the YouTube generation. We can't sit down and watch a whole movie. We need it quick. We need it now. And we're always yeah. looking for those things. But the core elements of, of health and fitness don't change. You know, how many times have you heard, this is the greatest latest sweetener, two months later, it causes cancer. Well, this is the latest exactly. supplement, yep. causes cancer. How many times have you heard in the past the seven billion years, the carrots cause cancer or broccoli causes cancer, or, you know, those staples of the diet and health are, are always going to be staples. They're, they're not going anywhere. And the people right. are always kind of, they're looking, not only are, do they probably know that a lot of this stuff is BS. They want to be convinced that this is the way that kind of the easy way to do it. They want people to convince them that this is the easy way and they want to be sold the stuff sometimes. And, Mm-hmm. Getting on the mat and doing DDP yoga and eating a healthy meal, I guarantee you, no matter what changes in science, whatever changes in the exercise business, DDP yoga results are still going to work 100 years from now. Yeah. It may be different uh, versions of it, but it's still going to Yeah.
1: And and you're going to get so many other results. Like for me, I could tell you, uh, like you said, I started probably a few months after you. So I've been doing this uh, just over five years now. And I've changed my life like financially mentally, physically, and I haven't hit my goal, goal weight, but so many things in my life have changed and they just keep going up and up and up, like slow and steady, you know? So there's so much more benefit to reap from actually right. doing this as opposed to um taking a fad and trying to lose ten pounds in twenty days or ten days or whatever craziness.
0: Right. Your journey's more than a number.
1: Right, and you learn so much. Um like I didn't know any of this about food. I used to work for a company that vended organic foods and I knew nothing about any of the benefits of it. And here I am now. And uh, you can't shut me up about it.
2: I think it's amazing. The personal growth. You learn so much about yourself too. Like you learn like mm-hmm. so much. You're, you know, you know, I was always conditioned to think I'm just fat, you know, I'm always going to be fat. And then yeah. when you realize yeah. you have the power to change your body and I'm not where I want to be right now, by any means, not even close but you kind of discover along the way how much power you have, how much internal choices you have over your life. And once you realize that I have that power to turn it around and make my life better, (laughs) and then when you kind of uh, institute that power and then it starts paying off and you realize that that works in other avenues and you grow as a human being and you feel better so you're able to put more energy and effort into your life and just things bloom from there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and I'm, sorry, Pat. I think you no, know the ahead. three of us are not saying that this journey is going to be easy. If anything, we've all—and and excuse me—that I'm speaking for all of us. But we've all had bumps in the road and hiccups mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So we're not saying it's going to be an easy journey for anybody, it, you know. But what we can tell you at the end of the day is it is going to be worth it making the change is going to be worth it. We we've been there. We know, we know it's worth it.
1: It's, and it's one of those things too, where even if I'm not seeing progress in one way, I see progress in another, like, like um, I've lost about a hundred pounds and I've been trying to get past that. And I've just, my body is changing and I have to realize that sometimes, you know, like muscle is trading off with fat and all those things from continuously doing the workout and eating well. And, uh, what I noticed is like, don't get discouraged about, about that because, you know, like even every time Dallas sees me, I love this. He he always says, every time I see you, you're looking thinner. And to me, that's one of the best compliments in the world, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I tell him, I'm like, dude, I haven't lost any more weight. I'll lose like two or three pounds here or there. But after losing the hundred, it's become really tough to, to shed more weight because now it's all, it's, it's all about counting. It's all about making sure, um everything is kind of evening out and I have to up my workouts because I've been, my body is getting very used to something it wasn't used to five years ago by any means.
0: Right. Right. Now, Pat, can I ask you how, sorry, Mike, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You go. Um, I was just wondering, Pat, how much would you say that you have changed mentally from day one to now?
1: Wow. Um, So I really had, I didn't set goals. Now I'm actually looking at my, my goal board as I'm talking to you. Uh, I have a goal board on my, on my one wall it has weightlifting goals, finance goals, nutrition goals, DDP yoga certification goals, almost there guys. And uh, then I have, then I have the SmackDown acronym right on the door of my room, which I have to look at every single morning. Uh, so I surround myself with these positive thoughts now and, and, always about moving forward in some direction uh, where I really was just kind of floating along before, just kind of letting life take me for the ride. Now I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm steering. Move over.
0: Oh, that's so awesome. I'm so proud of you.
1: Thank you.
2: That Yeah, absolutely. Oh. That's so, so, you nailed a thing a few minutes ago that I kind of want to hit on real quick because mm-hmm. I think it is so important. And I, one of these days I'm going to tell my story and so what I've been – what's kind of, you know, tri- tripped me up in my personal journey. But I got to a point where, where you were, where I was mm-hmm. doing well and I was chilling it, but I wasn't losing weight. And I in my mind, my my view of myself was warped because I wasn't losing the weight. For me, every week when I stay a on that scale – and I lost that weight. It was the driving factor in motivating me. I would mm-hmm. get all this jazz, and just seeing that number drop was so euphoric, almost like a drug. And you get hooked on that drug. Right. Right. So when that starts to steady, and you you're, you kind of lo- you kind of forget where your motivation is. You're like, what? What am I supposed to be like aiming for? And you mm-hmm. can react to it two ways, uh, like you do, and, and adjust your goals, or you can do the negative, which will I will admit, what I did. I let it get to me. I let it. I I found, well, if I'm not losing weight, I might as well just, I don't need to do this today. And then you start incorporating things that are negative mm-hmm. into your routine, and before that, it starts catching up with you. And I remember yeah. I, I was in really good shape about a year and a half ago, probably best of my DDP yoga journey shape, and I looked at the picture of that day. It was actually a wrestling convention. That's why I, I remember it now, the Charlotte NWA thing. I was, uh, I was working for uh, Cornet and I looked at myself, and that day I felt so fat. Because the shirt I was wearing yeah. was a little snug, and I felt so disgusting, and I felt so fat. And I look at that picture today where I am having kind of slips and, and falling a little bit in my journey, and I look at myself, I'm, I look amazing. Like, how did I convince yeah, yeah. myself that I looked that terrible? And But you do, when you stop seeing that weight go down in your mind, that kind of screws with you, and it equates to not being successful anymore. And it's so important, because eventually you're going to get to a point where you can't lose any more weight. And you need to find mm-hmm. that motivation to keep going that's outside of a drop on the number of the scale.
1: It, it's one right. of those things where, yeah, you really have to kind of reflect in order to stay in that mindset. And it is tough. And I've dropped to that same point as well. Like, uh, And I've, I've experienced that feeling you're talking about where you've done so much and you look back and you lost, you know, 50, 60, 70, whatever it is, right? And you go, man, I, I just look so... I look so fat. Like your, your body is, your mind is playing this trick on you because you haven't lost the weight in so long that you think the point you're at now is fat. And then you got to go like, look back and be like, no, no, no. That dude was, was in a totally different place. And look at where you are now, you know, and then think for a second, wow, I lost, I lost this much weight. Like for me, it was like uh shirt sizes. For example, I started in a triple XL now I'm wearing a large, I never thought I'd knock that X off, let alone knock off three of them, you know? Um, right. And, and it's all it's all about looking at that. Like I was, a, I think I was like a size 56 pants or something ridiculous. And now I'm wearing 38s and about to drop into like 36. And I never thought I'd be under like 42. And it's when you look back at times like that, like I kept the, the biggest shirt and the biggest pair of pants I have. I keep them in my closet. Because I can always look at them and go, I'm never going back to that. I only kept one, one of each, one large shirt, one, one huge shirt, and one huge pair of pants, just so I could always go, that's where I was, and I'm never going back to it. You know, and you could even try them on and go, wow, I could fit like five of me in here now. Wow.
0: I think it's, it's really important visual. that you did that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's really important.
1: It's uh, – it, it, it really it, – tend to help me a lot because even if you look back at my first pictures, I know a lot of people would do like, you know, like the day one, like a shirtless picture. I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh, no, 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 Um <laughs> So that's that same shirt. And, uh, and even to see, like, if you look back, like for me, I look back at my day one picture. I'm, I'm like, I could see the sadness in my face compared to each picture as it went on. I got happier and happier.
2: It, it and really, that's one of the state. things That people always point out, and not just my profile picture or my starting pictures, but you and so many people. When people look at those pictures, obviously they notice the weight, but they never really mentioned my belly. They never mentioned how fat my thighs were. They always go, Your eyes look so much healthier. Your eyes look happier. You know, there's a certain, you know, like I said, a lot of us come here out of a place of desperation, kind of a rock bottom. That's how we kind of Mm -hmm. find. Uh, DDP yoga because we're looking desperately for something and there is an almost tangible quality a tangible like hopelessness in a lot of our eyes in our beginning pictures in our our first profile pictures and it's one of the most amazing things that we don't actually really talk about very much here is just looking at the progression of pictures throughout people's journeys and just seeing the soul come back to people it really is kind of just it's an incredible experience to see someone uh, from like where you started in your, you know, when we first start with our monthly pictures and a lot of people don't like to take those pictures, but I promise you, such an amazing visual of where you've gone. Oh yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) You go from existing to living and you can see the exact point that that happens because look, you just, it's not only it's not about looks it's about how you feel but it it comes across in those pictures and you can see you can see when people start to feel different about themselves or Mm -hmm. you know they're just they're feeling better in their day-to-day you know they're not sore when they get out of bed in the morning or whatever the case may be we're we're going from making yourself an option to making yourself a priority and that's a huge deal it's a huge deal.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, I agree. I mean, my, yeah, I mean, oh, go ahead, Mike.
2: Oh, I was going to make a stupid joke. I was going to say, uh, I noticed in my, <laughs> where I really started to gain my confidence. You can see in my pictures once I started bringing out the Borat bikini. That's when I really started
0: to <laughs> <laughs> so, Yeah,
2: those are the ones I put the
1: little heart next to on Facebook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's great. <laughs> Somebody's oh, been printing those off of my uh, my uh, Instagram page. <laughs> going
0: on my <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh. Uh, anyway, sorry.
2: That was my really close sidetrack. <laughs> uh,
1: but what I noticed and the and the hardest part for me is to is to finish getting rid of the stomach, which is which is visceral fat. It's actually the toughest fat for you to get rid of. Yep. But yep. what I started noticing is like um the the muscle definition that started, and I'm like, Oh, I thought that was broken. Like you look in the mirror and you see uh as Mick Foley would say I think I saw the mere suggestion of abs and I was like, Oh my God, I never thought I could have those, but they're buried there. I just got to work a little harder, you know, like, and you can see the indentation.
0: Isn't that amazing fuel for the next level?
1: Exactly. And and like I said, it's, I feel like that's the, that's the toughest part of my journey right now is getting rid of what's left of that visceral fat, but it's all going to come off in time. I mean, it's, it's just a matter of chipping away. Like, like you said last week, Mike, that's, That's been my mentality is just chipping away bit by bit. It's not, it's not going to be overnight. I didn't gain it all overnight. I didn't go through everything that made me gain it overnight and I didn't develop those bad habits overnight. So it's, it's all chipping away bit by bit.
2: Yeah. And you've been doing this for uh, over five years now, chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. And it's been proven time and time again that metabolically, our bodies—it's uh, hard for harder for our bodies to handle rapid weight loss and maintain that than mm-hmm. a gradual, healthy kind of weight loss. And people have been really successful losing a lot of weight really quickly, but it is—it's one of those things that over time you've gotten your body able to be used to where it's at. You're 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 comfortable. Your body is becoming comfortable. I know I've lost yeah. weight a couple times in my life, and I lost it really quick, and I gained it back really quick. And it's something that's hard to wrap your head around because we've talked about it before. We want everything quick. Uh, Katie, my, my fiance, just had her way in today and she's been crushing it, like doing really, really awesome. And uh, she, she was like, mm-hmm. well, I didn't lose anything this week, but it's not a race. And that was just such, it was just a simple thing, but it just made me think so quickly. We just, we're always wanting to be at the finish line, but we don't realize that there is so much perfection in the journey. And,
1: Right. You've been doing
2: this for five years, and you aren't at the finish line, but you're not going to be at the finish line. Even when you're at your goal weight, you're not at the finish line. Yeah. Like you had said, there are are
1: people who – yeah, exactly. Then you set another goal and another goal, and then you're going to go, I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do – like Black Crow is still one of my goals that I haven't really been able to hold longer than two or three seconds. But I'll get there. I know I will. But when I first started, I remember seeing people – who would lose a lot of weight really quick. And, and I had to realize because I was like, oh, I'm not losing weight as quickly. That's, it, that's okay. That's not my story. That's their story. True. Sure. You know, yeah. and, and everyone has a different story and they're going to inspire people and I'm going to inspire this other person over here. Like when I got, I started getting people would, who would write me and say like I inspired them. That was, whoa, you know, um, that was powerful stuff. And yeah. you're thinking, meanwhile, it's like, well, I'm only doing this because cause Dallas or Arthur or Chris Jericho or somebody like that inspired me, and now I'm able to help somebody else? That's fantastic. And that's like, that's why the certification is something that I can't wait to complete because I, I want to be able to help people in this area. I want to be able to help people just overcome in, in the same area I was at, but they have that helping hand, just like you know, in the very beginning when Dallas reached out to me. I mean – he didn't have to do that, but he did.
0: Pat McDermott, the next I think are fabulous. <laughs>
2: I, yeah, I'm so glad we got your, your gimmick to work here. We're almost out of time, which I can't even believe because it's just flown by. But I'm so know, glad we got the, 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 the <laughs> Skype working. And we're, we'll have to have you back. Uh, Pat McDermott 3, uh, Return of the Dead Eye. Was it Dead Eye, Kate? Oh, Is <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, of dead that's my
1: gimmick, dedicated. <laughs> <laughs> uh
2: cated Well, it's, it's been a pleasure, and it's awesome, and it's so great. And you brought a lot of perspective into it, because I, I love that your story uh, kind of is a span of five years. And I'm glad that you're not at your finish line yet, because you've got that five years of growth, and that's a huge chunk. And, you know, when you get to your goal weight, when you get to your goal weight, like, it's just begun. you got, like, a lot of – I mean, people sometimes – Look at the goal, it is the finish line, and that's where people get tripped up a lot. It's hard to kind of wrap your head around that and then, you know, you have the rest of your life to be healthy and maintain, and and I'm proud of you, man. You've done really good. You've inspired a lot of people. Can't believe it took us this long to get you on the show. Um, Yeah, But I appreciate you coming
0: on, man.
1: Hey, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate Um, it.
0: Pat, can I just say, I just wanted to say thank you so much for proving to me once again that you never close the book when bad things happen in your life. You just turn the page and begin a new chapter. So thank you so much for, for just proving that if you stick with it, you can actually do it. I don't think there's anything more powerful than that, and I'm so very proud of you, and I'm so very grateful we got to talk.
1: You know, thinking back on it, too, it's kind of funny. The Skype calling was kind of the same way. It wouldn't work. It wouldn't work, and we just kept chipping away, chipping away, and
2: we got it. We sure did. <laughs> that's, that's it. Absolutely. Uh, we got 20 seconds. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, oh, Pat. Man. Don't forget the Mike Thanks, Mullins At Bikini calendars are available at MikeMullins.com. <laughs> um, I will autograph them for you. A little, a little lipstick mark. I was going to say, I need an autograph <laughs> for my seconds. brothers. <laughs> We're out. Thank you guys so much. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of GDP Radio, (laughs) GDPradio.com. Pat McDermott 2, Tokyo Drift in the can. See you guys later. Have a great week, and we will see you next week. Checked it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The power bomb set up my a oh! Diamond Cutter. I don't believe it. Wow. Diamond Cutter out of the power bomb. We're
0: going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work, and most importantly, own your life. <laughs> Talk Radio.